All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Well, all right now. We're recording. All right. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Coming to you live from the Brooklyn Badlands. (laughs) We are the, the Robots vs. Sexes program. On radio, for, no, no. You know what? Fuck that. <laughs> it's been over a year. We should do, we should do our classic intro as as we used to do it okay. before we did it remotely. Okay. So, you introduce yourself. I introduce myself, and then we say. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh, hi everyone. Thank you for joining us. I'm Pablo Morale Martinez, and I'm Ernesto Mancibo, and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> and we are joined uh, we are reunited and it feels so good and we are joined today by the illustrious the amazing the uh can't wait to speak on the mic uh jamie (laughs) vitarami hello (laughs) our usual man in the field but actually in studio this is the first time you've actually been in studio right yeah Yeah. all right i walked into the studio and pavel was naked (laughs) Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> I uh, got himself a view of the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> and how um, was it fully fault. operational? Friggin' can't believe that man. <laughs> Producer of the show, Sabrina, uh, you know, accidentally let in Jamie a little early while I was. Uh, it was basically the plot of a porno, but like not as <laughs> with no payoff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could leave if that's if that's what you're looking for. Cause... No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, Jamie, what do you have to report on that? <laughs> um, uh, Details. How's it, how's it hanging? Yeah, <laughs> good. So tell us, is he a southpaw or? No, no. You know what? I've had enough of this conversation. <laughs> He definitely swings for the fences a bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo. All right. So. So, RVT is obviously starting an OnlyFans account. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> starting, please. <laughs> Have that shit up and running for like a year. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. That explains all the uh, top-level equipment that we have in yeah, the studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And the fact that, like, I just have a bunch of cakes that it looks like they've been recently sat on. So, anyways, um, by the way, if you like our show, uh, please uh, follow us on uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes. Write us a review on iTunes, please, for the love of God, write us a review on iTunes. Even if you hate the fucking show. Uh, we need to get our numbers up. So, uh, and, uh, you know, we're, all, we're wherever all fine podcasts are are found and also always tune in to us on Radio Free Brooklyn. But anyways, um, uh, today we are going to be talking about the Sons of Sam. Yes. So uh, last week, Ted Cruz, 
Mm. Already, it's off to a bad start. Okay. So Ted Cruz talked a little bit about how uh, there was a new commercial for the army. Didn't he like retweet a video of their like recruitment? Yes, recruitment exactly. Video? Yeah. And uh, and then it got the hashtag uh, of emasculate Ted uh, like uh, <laughs> trending on Twitter. Um, you guys, I'm gonna quit Twitter by the way because I, I don't know why I do it anymore. It's just misery. Um, <laughs> I've never been on it. I think I have. A, I've created a page like ten years ago, and that's it. <laughs> I was like, I'm on Twitter, and that was the last thing I posted. It was it, like it's <laughs> fucking miserable. Uh, I, I hate a lot everything. Of fucking people just talk dumb yeah. shit on there. Yeah. Oh well. It's like if I if I watch if I follow the Twitter like. A feed long enough I will eventually run into somebody who has a point of view usually about uh, the Snyderverse or Zack Snyder which I'm just like oh. I fucking what's worse my Ted, day is ruined Ted Cruz or Zack Snyder well, who's worse uh, Ted Cruz definitely uh, <laughs> Zack Snyder close behind <laughs> give him a few years I'm yeah. sure he'll Oh, once he makes that once he makes that Ayn Rand passion project that he's been wanting to work on for like the what's past what? What's it called? It, I think he wants to make the Fountainhead. Okay. He he either yeah. way, like he yeah he really wants to make the Fountainhead and the Fountainhead is I can only imagine it's gonna you know have a lot of slow motion a lot of explosions a lot, a lot of, of hot dogs a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm fucking I just re I just rewatched that but I I I, I capped my rewatch of the Snyder cut. At that exact scene, I was just like, "Oh, right." I feel bad for the editors. I'm like, "They're like, they must be like Zach. We don't need this." And then he's like, "No, no, no, more hot dogs, guys." <laughs> he's got like that weird high pitched voice. Um, it's like each cost like a hundred thousand dollars to animate each hot dog. Do you really want to do this? I said, "Do it." <laughs> it just needs to look like a penis factory, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway. It's weird about, working in Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's the same guy that designed the blue dick for Dr. Manhattan. Oh, no. It's just, how it's do I just keep like, this work? Yeah, I know, right? Zach, you know, I'm good with muscles. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I need to be animating dicks all the time. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the consensus between all of us is uh, Ted Cruz could go fuck himself. I can't yeah. think. Every time I see him, I think that he's just watching his wife have sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's getting cucked. Yes. Yeah. He's, he, he's got that face. He's got the yeah. cuck face. Definitely yeah. does. Definitely does. He's just, he he's, he's so terrible. I mean, he really showed his character when he ran off to Cancun. Uh, Cancun. I mean, even before that, but that was just, I mean, there, there were literally people freezing to death, starving to death in your state. You above others have, more influence than anybody to do something about it. And you ran off to a warmer climate. I mean, how much more of a scumbag do you and need to, do you need to be? The, the thing was there's that, that story is like every time I think about that story, it never fails to amaze me how low he went because he, he took a trip out to Cancun while people were dying. You know, it, it was a blizzard uh, it was a snowstorm that was basically crippling Texas. And then he lied about it. Mm. And then he threw 
not after he lied about it, he <laughs> threw his daughters under the bus. And then he was just like, no, 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 no. I went because they they wanted to, you know, uh, take a trip down there. And I would just want to be a good dad. Mm. You know, it's like, uh, no, because we see, like, your start date and your, like, your return <laughs> trip. And it's obvious you were about to take, you were taking a trip, dude. And the people, and somebody in your text group ratted you out. Yes. Like, that's some shit. Even your quote-unquote friends think you're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe Zack Snyder can do a documentary on tech groups. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't even wish that on Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder has some redeeming qualities because, you know... Wow. <laughs> Whoa! Hot take. Uh-oh. These are these are indeed strange times. Holy shit! Because I was rewatching the Snyder cut, and I was like, you know, some of this ain't half bad. It's like, mind you, I'm not gonna take back what I said before, but it's not half bad. It's probably one of his best movies. And if he cut it down an hour and a half. Yeah, if he cuts it down in about an hour and a half, that would and maybe be... he has some more understanding of the characters. Yeah. Like I would Wonder hate... Woman blowing up a wall that could hurt people. Yeah, I... cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> what's up with the what? What's his, like uh, for Jason Momoa's character? Where they take his shirt off and they like. Oh yeah, and the lady smells it. <laughs> oh man, he fucked a whale. <laughs> <laughs> It's obvious this this smells like what it will come, and then it's just like it sticks to her face. Oh, <laughs> and then they start singing, and you could just tell. I mean, in my mind, Jason Momoa is just like you people are fucking weird, and then he just jumps <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> this Snyderverse, Snyder cut. <laughs> the whole the whole five hour movie was a four. Feels like ten. Yeah, in a four by three aspect ratio, to which I was still like, ever when 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 that uh, disclaimer came up, and it was like filmed in a four by three to you know honor Zack Snyder's creative vision. It's like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. This is this is utterly pretentious. It's just like oh, you know, it would fit the the IMAX format. It's just like how many people are gonna go see this in IMAX, especially now? Like just dude, come on. I know some people that would. Yeah, some you actually people, know sure. some Snyder fans. The Church of Snyder, I know. The Church of Snyder, yeah. is that a thing? Do people actually say Church of Snyder? I, I just just said it right now. I don't know. Well, you've coined the term <laughs> copyright. Uh, Jamie Veterame, yeah, exactly. twenty twenty one. Veterame jams, JV Entertainment. <laughs> Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, but yeah, but no, Jamie, if there's nice. anything in, in the Snyder cut that you feel was good or redeeming in your opinion what would that be the whole uh, cyborg movie that they didn't make oh shit <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing i found uh re-watching the snyder cut is that how much i liked cyborg's character yeah, but you look at, what? Like, if you a and b josh is the zacks it's like what the hell is their decision making with cyborg they, they cut him out of the movie Mm. But he had so much content. I was like, "Why? Where is this other yeah, film?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the dark future? Oh, see, that's where the movie completely loses me, and I'm just like, uh, or whatever future it is. I yeah, have no, no. I'm like, people are just like, restore the Snyderverse, and I'm like, destroy the Snyderverse <laughs> because I don't want to see that shit anymore. Um, I'm tired of 
his, his, I'm just tired of his, like, his output. I'm tired of his legion of asshole fans. And I was just, like, um, thinking to myself today, like, I could be talking about Trump with regards to, like, how I talk about Zack Snyder, just with regards to, like, is there not one day where I don't have to hear about this asshole and his asshole legion of fans? You're anti-DC. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, Shazam was an abortion. Shazam is a mistake. And I'm just like, what? it was the best fucking DC movie. Good Lord. Like, Wonder Woman 1 was decent, right? It was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Wonder Woman 1 was, yeah. was great. Yeah. Wonder Woman solid. 2 is where, like, uh, Ooh, the, shit the, the, bed. the director was just like, uh, I just had too much candy. You know, it just <laughs> sounds like she, she's like a, a kid who ate too much candy, and now they're all sick and throwing up, like, you know, Jolly Ranchers. It reminds me of, the, like, a bad 80s movie, like Superman 5 or 6, whatever they had. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, like good can, call. Like a cannon, like yeah, yeah. The, the the one where he fights Nuclear Man. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Like really, Ooh. yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I mean, what's his name? Was trying to did the best he could. Uh, the villain, who Pedro, no. Nuclear Man in that Nuclear no, Man, Wonder Woman two. Oh. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Pedro Pascal. He that basically his, was like an best. acting. Like, <laughs> he was. He basically stole the show. He was the best part of that movie. Yeah. You know, he was the only thing that was watchable. Everything else was just like, all right, we're doing this. All right, okay. So she's just using this guy's body for. Her own. Okay, sure. Yeah. Whatever. That doesn't bring up issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. What can we do? <laughs> we could talk about Sons of Sam. <laughs> That's what uh, we could do. Yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I gotta say though, um, as horrible as that whole thing was, that's one way to start off a statement, right? Oh boy. What um a- the next words out of your mouth are gonna have to be gentle gentle. The, <laughs> the late seventies. Okay? okay, people were well funny. People were were. It was amazing to see New York at that time because mm. we were yes we were all kind of born into that time. So we got to see like you know the adults and their fashion and the way they spoke to be this way because everybody was super New York in this documentary. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, the <laughs> accents are like out of this that, world, that right? Was, everybody sounds a... like Christopher Walken. <laughs> I was laughing the whole time. I was like, everybody sounds like, I can't go outside tonight. <laughs> I can't do anything. You know, all I res- teased my hair and everything. <laughs> just like... He should be tortured. <laughs> he should be strung up by his feet. <laughs> like, don't give him over to the cops. Give him over to the mothers. <laughs> we'll we'll give him justice. I mean, I'll be damned if you know <laughs> he ends up going to jail. <laughs> give him real justice. <laughs> Christopher Walken, what are you doing? Sniff coke all night. I was in the neighborhood. I heard a commotion. All right, no, no. <laughs> and all the kids are like, "We can't go out tonight to sniff coke and hang out." <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I have my coke sniffing straw already and everything. You know, look at my pinky. It's like look at the nail. It's astronomically <laughs> huge. I had it reinforced. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> It's um, you can see like the rebar the, on the nail. 
Look, this is what? This is 1976, right? So they didn't have Atari. Didn't have VHS. No. <laughs> Holy shit, that's right. It was that's all beta. Right. <laughs> a beta wasn't even... You know, yeah, yeah, it was a beta. Va- vaguely. You had to have money to have beta. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they might have had, like... There know. were arcades, you know. Yeah. But you didn't want to get home too late, as as per the, the point of the documentary. Um, in all seriousness, seriousness though, yeah. that must have been... A fucking scary time because New York was kind of dilapidated. Um, there was, was already a whole yeah. bunch of yeah. trouble and, and poverty. The economy was was terrible at that particular point. And throughout the entire documentary, it was just, I don't know, did all the killings happen during summer? Because just looking at the documentary made me like hot. Like mm. I started sweating. I was just like, man, it felt like this was in the days before AC. Like it was just everybody just looks like they have a, a sheen of sweat at at all times. It's just like Predator Two, yeah. right? It's yes. just like holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, you remember Predator Two, Jamie? <laughs> it's like the hottest day of the fucking summer. Danny Glover is sweating his balls off. Oh god! Hunting the predator. Every, um, every day is 115 degrees in the shade. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And there are fucking Rastafarian gangsters, <laughs> as far as the eye can see. This guy's killing people. <laughs> or <laughs> Put a proper drop on his head. As a side joke, I know we get a little ahead of ourselves. I don't know how, why the cops didn't just like, you don't have to try to find this guy. Why didn't they just put a bunch of blow-up dolls in cars and hang on the back seat? Oh. <laughs> and then he walks up to a blow-up doll. Oh, that, but but then but then like comic hijinks ensue, right? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Jamie, come on! Imagine how that I'll would sound. Where he's just like, "Clum well, guy, gotta kill somebody. Oh, I think I'm gonna kill this guy, this lady." And then it shoots it, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like slowly deflates. <laughs> It's like, I've been head. <laughs> and imagine, you see, that the thing is, that's a brilliant idea if it works, if they get them. Yes. Oh, it could be if a it complete disaster. If it doesn't, they have to justify that the blow-up doll budget to the city. <laughs> it's like, uh, you've spent like uh, $50,000 on blow-up dolls. Why? It's just like, chief, we got to get this guy. You know, he's after young blondes uh, and brunettes you know with long hair they they gotta have long hair and it's like yeah but some of these blow up dolls have gone missing it's like oh I I don't know anything about that sir. <laughs> <laughs> looks both ways Sorry, that's, that's where my mind went while watching it <laughs> oh my god we're not taking this seriously at no! all like <laughs> All apologies to the victims. <laughs> My God, this was terrorism, uh, literally terrorism. But yeah, the 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 crazy thing about this was is um, in the days before mass communication, social media, internet, um, uh, people people were still able to get a sense of this mass event that was going on, and they were terrified. I mean, obviously, it, it affected people going out at night as they repeatedly told us throughout the documentary, oh, I can't go out at night. Um, but the main point is that once they actually caught the guy, um, it didn't seem like the cops were uh, 
really motivated to do deeper research in, in regards to why he yeah. did it. Because um, some questions were raised. Yeah. No, and, and that's another thing where it... Hmm. I was so, like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, ha- I have a... Because I'm trying to measure up my words. Like, I respect the the adversity the, the cops deal with in this show. Uh, which is like they're trying to find a needle in a haystack, basically. Mm. Uh, and the, they're going to get shit for it. The they're city like, the is in disarray. <laughs> There's no way for them. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it feels weird to say that because I'm not I'm not this. I don't want this to be taken as like I'm all of a sudden pro cop or whatever. Mm. Um, a cab. So uh, uh, but basically they it, it's it's tough for the detectives to figure out in 70s New York to Figure out who this guy is, uh, where he is, and how to catch him. Because it's like we're talking about an era where it's like we don't have as many cameras on, like you know, on on street corner. Like not nobody has like cell phones where they could take cell phone fucking footage. Everybody's Mm. doing it from memory. You know, it's impossible. It's it's like you know. Well, in that time too, is they had also deal with the public and they were dealing with the media. Yes. Mm. You know. The media scrutiny is way heavier, in a sense, back then. I was kind of imagine like... uh, Because that's what we were watching, is like the one, Channel 4. We don't have 7,000 things to look at. Right, exactly. We're CNN, like, every moment they're just, like, masturbating so hard. Like, (laughs) oh my god, hour two! (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the the corner of this block, (laughs) this is going to be a killing right now. Uh, Hold on, let me finish. (laughs) Shoots a load, like, (laughs) shoots ropes into a gutter. And it's like, right over there. It could be right over there. Oh, my God. (laughs) When you put it in in those terms, it's just like, Jesus, we're just inundated with news. I know. I know. Fucking. God, I hate CNN. Um, And then Fox News would be like, you know, uh... Uh, liberals why do they eat carrots you know <laughs> just because like they're just like they're that it could be that uh uh the 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 um the killer is like he's a white guy so there's they obviously can't talk about that because uh-huh. they're just like no 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 we we gotta we gotta talk about the liberal agenda why are they trying to make you know uh, trans bathrooms you know oh they they'd be like why is new york such a cesspool yeah you know if it was a better neighborhood these things wouldn't be happening somehow you know it's so. all that woke crowd's fault <laughs> <laughs> so um nah. yeah I, I i i and and the fact that like the investigation by this guy maury terry right let's talk a little bit about well, maury yeah, terry mm, he's the one yeah it reminded me a lot of uh, Zodiac, right? Mm. Um, Jamie, you've you've like we've talked at length about Zodiac, the movie. Um, you mean the Fincher you, film? You watched Zodiac, right? Uh, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of that movie. Mm. Uh, took me a while to really kind of get adjusted. So that, to... that's a David Fincher film you like? Yes, that, that is a David Fincher <laughs> film I like. Is it because RDJ is in that one? Fuck, I forgot he was in that. That's right. <laughs> no, I didn't forget. Uh, you didn't forget. <laughs> hey, wait. Favel is like Modoc. Once he got Iron Man's leg. <laughs> oh. I don't know if you watched Modoc yeah. yet. I have not watched it yet. Yeah, I, okay. I'm ashamed I haven't. Oh, that's, that's There's it. a plot point where... <laughs> 
Modok is like attacking a shield base or whatever, and he, Iron Man intercepts him, and he uh, Modok manages to steal one of Iron Man's jet boots, and he's like, "We have a boot!" <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's oh. actually one of the funnier, funnier yeah, jokes of... <laughs> in in Modok. I gotta fucking watch that. It looks great. It's okay. It's um, okay. It looks yeah. from the preview. It looks like, you know, like a fun romp. It's alright. Yeah, I mean, like it's a rainy day kind of show. Really? Yeah, it's not. It's not really. Like I've watched three episodes and I was like, eh, it's okay. Damn. So anyway, Ravel back hates to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> back to Sons of Sam on this yeah, podcast yeah, that's gone completely <laughs> off the rails. Um, uh, yeah. So this guy reminded me a lot of that guy Robert Graysmith. Uh, the guy who who followed the Zodiac killings and was just like became obsessed with it, you know. He's played by Jake Gyllenhaal in the Zodiac movie. Uh, it reminded me so much of that, uh, but it reminded me of a way more tragic version of that, where like you think he's really on to something, and then his like his obsession becomes so all encapsulating that it just ruins who he is. Yeah, and. Oh, man, it it's heartbreaking, but I, oh, man, I feel guilty as a spectator watching that because stories like that to me are so compelling. And I grimace to say that because it makes it feel like I'm kind of like, I find the tragedy of this man's life like utterly watchable. Uh, he was completely well, it, like obsessed until like... He's obsessed, but he, yeah. I mean... If, if I can just be like brutally honest here for a second, he's almost he's kind of like the everyman who's trying to get into this larger world. Uh, in this case, journalism. He was not associated with any particular network or major yeah. newspaper. He was writing uh, bef- before this case articles for uh, IBM and computers and things along those lines. And he, you know, this was in the days when <laughs> computers were not a common thing. So he's just like, why am I doing this? I want to do something that people like care about and know about. Um, so he took it upon himself to do his research on this case. And he came across some things that were very, very compelling, uh, mainly that the son of Sam may not have worked alone. He may have been part of a satanic group like a network eventually like i was amazed at how like i was along for the ride with everything he was describing yeah you know yeah same uh where uh you know he describes this network that run like stems across the country Mm. where it's like north dakota california you know um everywhere along the, the midwest and it's and, and I became really. I be, there was by the third episode, I was fucking spooked. The the tendrils yeah. even reached all the way out to like England to an original group called the Process. Yes, the Process which, Church of, of the, the Final Order. I was like, what the, the fuck? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I gotta stay away from those guys. <laughs> Nothing good can come from a from a group calling themselves. The final, the, the final process judgment. church of the final order. Judgment or some shit. I was like, okay, guys. It's like, oh, so you guys have an outreach program? It's like, <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> we have a day camp, you know. <laughs> 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 well, I was like, like growing, like, you know, I, I live 
right down the block by the last killing, the snuff film killing. Oh, oh boy. You re- wait, that was the uh, that was the most infamous one. That was yeah, it's, uh, right, it's about right. I mean, it's on Seventeenth and Cropsy. We're on Bay Seventh, but it's. It was a big deal. It was in 77 it happened, right around Star Wars release. Yes. <laughs> well, well, Jamie, priorities. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I've seen a bunch of... You know, a lot of stuff happened back then, you know, even in the 90s over there. Mm. You know, 20 years later. It was in mm. the nicest of spots. Wait, so how old... Wait, you were a young. kid like when a, that happened? I was... a. You had to be one. Well, I was one years old. Oh, you're one. <laughs> but just, you know, it was a thing. Like, my mom would always talk, talk to me about, like, you know, she would be walking us around the neighborhood. She's like, oh, we can't go out tonight, you know, mm. stuff like that. Yeah, so, it's, it's one of those things where <laughs> back then when crime happened, it, yeah. it kind of like, it almost became a landmark, you know. It's like it's years later and you're just like, oh, you don't, you don't go in that area because this happened so-and-so and this was before you were born and. It just becomes part of like your your childhood memory. Yeah, like some yeah. of it's like the stuff up on Cropsy and Seventies, but then the golf course around my block is where there's lots of stories of like you know the Satanism shit going on there. Mm. You know, so. Right. And then there was that park, like uh, was that was that park up in upstate New York? The Yonkers area. The Yonkers there? area. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, where they found that that tunnel that was just full of like satanic shit and like the remains of dogs and that's where i was just like fuck man i've seen this before in highland park where i used to live uh in cypress yeah. hills where yeah. they would murder birds and leave birds hanging in the trees it's L- little pavel yeah Stone. little uh, the adventures of little pavel <laughs> <laughs> satanism guys <laughs> yeah. there's something about parks that that once they're put in the nighttime setting, they lose all their wholesomeness. You know, it's parks during the daytime. It's like baseball and picnics and stuff like that. At night, it's just like dark shit. Satan. <laughs> I mean, it was it was only a few months ago. I was making my way. I, sometimes I like to cut through the park to make my way from like my mom's house uh, back to my house. And it was kind of it was dusk. Right. So it was just when the street lamps were coming on. And I took the, a wrong path in Prospect Park. It went from like a paved uh, pedestrian walkway to just dirt. And I thought to myself, eh, you know, whatever. I've, I I've found walked, myself in Blair Witch. But I've okay. walked through this far. <laughs> That's exactly it, though. I started as as the ground under my feet was started becoming more mushy. <laughs> I was just like, where the fuck am I going? And I just looked left and right, and it's just like hills and trees and like dark blue. And I'm just like. The f- I was like, the What's fuck am I doing? And I turned right around and actually found the correct way to walk. But it's just like, it's it's par- it's a park, you know. It's just like, what the fuck, man? Somewhere you're just like walking along, and then all of a sudden, like, fuck, I've I've lost my way. Wait, uh, maybe I uh, maybe this is the way. And then you get closer, you hear what was it? So, dude, yeah, I like that, like that rock sound smashing in the movie, you know. Oh like, no! Oh, I was talking about like somebody giving a blowjob in the middle oh, of the forest. Well, that's probably happening as well. <laughs> Balls hitting chin. Oh. That would have at least been reassuring. It's just like, oh, you know, people being people, yeah. you know. 
not hearing like incantations in the background. Just oh, like, yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. Don't mind me. I'm just going to get the fuck out of yeah, here. Can you imagine the fucking neighbors? Because they talk about like the, like the neighbors are just like, oh, yeah, we heard chanting. And I'm just like, yo, if I heard chanting, <laughs> I would shit my pants and like fucking call the cops. Um, imagine that call. Uh, yeah. Hello, 911. I hear chanting. I see, <laughs> I, I see fire circles. Fire <laughs> Pretty sure they're killing a dog. You know, it's oh man, I felt like the whole thing. I was just like, really, you got to kill a fucking dog, a German Shepherd, like the most loyal of dogs. German Shepherds, man. So, yeah, I, I just. Well, the uh, thing is, like, I guess, like, also, just like, you got to talk about David Berkowitz as well. Oh like, yeah, he's like, you know, David Berkowitz. Um, he was like twenty-three years old at the time when he did this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Some about him kind of looks like Robert De Niro to me. Is that, am I wrong in thinking about that? Like it was just like Robert De Niro could play him in a movie. Maybe, maybe. Well, yeah. after all, he did play Frankenstein. Oh yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> play anybody. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in in all right. So there's this a series on this other series on Netflix. I know we're pimping Netflix a lot. A series on Netflix called Mindhunter, another David Fincher joint, um, and they got a guy who looks exactly like David Berkowitz to play David Ber- because it's all about the examination of serial killers. Wow. Great series, by the way. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it's a cool fictionalization of the whole thing, but, um, it, it definitely, uh, branches off from, from the sons of Sam killing the, the son of Sam or sons of Sam killings. Um, but anyway, uh, David Berkowitz to me is a very, I don't know. He's puzzling to me. Like, I can't make heads or tails of him because he's like right off the bat when they capture him. And then he does that whole like outburst in the court. Mm. I was just like, this dude is fucking lunatic. Then when they can't, then when we fast forward to like the nineties, when yeah. they do those interviews with him, he seems like, you know, an, a normal unassuming. He almost looks like fucking Richard Dreyfus to me. I was just like, oh, <laughs> t- took a turn for the Dreyfus. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, uh, and, uh, but he's got like that crazy scar, like where he got like slashed. Somebody tried to cut his throat. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody tried to fucking kill him. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, he found God, Mm. but at the same time, you know, uh, he found God, but when it comes to the chance for him to redeem himself and out the people that, uh, are part of this so-called network of Satanists and stuff, he lies. He like I saw it from a mile away. I was just like, he's straight up fucking lying. Like mm. he's, he's doing these interviews with Maury Terry and he's yeah. like giving him like bits and pieces and then just like lying to him. And I'm like, what the, like he's a fucking piece of shit, you know? Uh, he's doing it for the attention. I yeah, mean, that's, exactly. That's something he got. He, that's something he got addicted to while he was actually committing those murders um, with taunting the police and everything like that. So when he got caught, not only was it a relief for him, um, not in so much not in so much that he felt some sort of uh, sorrow for his victims, but no. now he knew that instead of playing this game, his notoriety could literally explode. I mean, there was at that time there was nobody who did not know his face, and even decades later, uh, people were still kind of examining his case. So when uh, Maury kept interviewing him. He wanted to keep on like 
milking that for a little while. That's why he kept giving him those little, in my opinion, giving him those little tidbits, but not looking at him. Every time he'd answer those questions, especially in that last interview, he kept looking down and kept kind of saying like, yeah, 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 that was it. That was it. So and so. That last interview was the one that sealed the deal because it was just like, uh, if I was Maury Terry, I'd feel like my entire life of dedicating uh, all this time to this case Mm. is in the shitter. Because, uh, you know, at that point, that last interview just basically. But why does he sound so scared saying names like like who got who got the who got the David Berkowitz? Well, two things, uh, two things are going on. Uh, I I think that. What's he scared of? of? Like, you know, well, he's scared of what I assume that everyone connected to those murders was scared of. And I look, I fully believe that there was more than one killer because when Maury Terry goes investigating, that's when it, the, the documentary gets juicy, right? Mm. Um, because every time he investigates somebody, Jamie, what happens? Dead, Dead. right? Yeah. It's a fucking pile of corpses. Yeah. Like, he, every lead he follows, he's just like, I'm going to... Yeah, and it's all in the Paul Giamatti voice. I'm going to follow this, <laughs> this lead to this, to this uh, certain location. Dead. And then, yeah. And then I found a corpse, and then I went, and I went to another place, and then that guy was dead, you know? And I was like, <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah, I was like, he's on to something, because every single person he they investigate ends up dead under tragic circumstances, mm. you know? Mm. So, I like how they use the whole, they repeat the theme in every episode, where like David Berger was like, no matter how much evidence you provide... They'll no never believe, believe you. you. Yeah. Which must have been frustrating. I mean, you know. when you when you clearly see a line of questionable events happening and people act like it's nothing, it's inconsequential uh, to somebody as driven as Maury, um, that must have been like denying your very own existence, you know, because he he fancied himself a a journalist. I mean, he did some actual journalistic work and so for people not to recognize it um must have driven him insane Uh, he he if he had gotten some recognition or if they had reopened the case and at least acknowledged that look there there was possibly more than one person his life probably wouldn't have gone in the direction that it did which was pretty tragic i mean he was uh, there was one comment uh, that was made. By the end, he was double fisting yeah. like bourbon and stuff like that. And, yeah, smoking two packs a day. One of his friends was just like, I used to be able to keep up with him. I couldn't keep up with him. <laughs> <laughs> she, I was, that's what I was just like, oh, that's that's sad. Yeah. Um, But like, damn, dude, I'm like fucking, if you can't keep up like with a, like your you're a heavy drinker, right? <laughs> yeah. And if you can't keep up with another heavy drinker, that guy's got the problem. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's up to two packs a day. Yeah. You know? I was like, shit, man. I, yeah. I. And then, I, like, what was I going to say? Yeah. I mean, he did. I mean, like, he did figure something out, you know, that nobody was thinking of. Like, yeah. there's more than one person here, you know? Yes. Um, he, he was like the guy who was like, not only is there more than one person here, there's a network of like Satanists branching off from like these satanic cults, Uh, the Manson stuff. When he goes into Manson, 
that's when I was just like, uh, he, that's a reach hmm. to me. Yeah, I don't get the Manson part. That way, I don't no. get the Manson part either. That that's very that's the part where I was just like, ah, oh, feels like a little bit of a reach. Yeah, it was it was a loose association, you know. I mean, zero, he wrote a book on on serial killers, yeah. so he kind of had to include that. Um, I the think ch- he, the I, children, the Manson family. I guess I guess you know, there's a relation there. Final in, order. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. That's the thing. He went he went so deep into the darkness that it all just kind of becomes one big, like he became uh, Obi Wan in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> We do Church of the Final Judgment. That sounds like a great. <laughs> He's just, you know, fucking catching up on a lead with fucking Sifo-Dyas. <laughs> oh, God. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Maury on Camino, you know, coming in for the rain. He's just like. <laughs> I've been following this case and it leads all the way up to the emperor. <laughs> They're hanging out with the wrong Satanists. Most Satanists are hedonistic. Yeah, true. true. Oh, man. Fucking Lama Sue is just like, you don't want to follow this. Trust me. <laughs> Jesus. I totally forgot that character's name. You are chasing a false lead. Yeah. Oh, she talks like Hal 9000. So, oh God. Um, yeah. So the network of Satanists the the car bro like the car father and son i was like obviously they're in on yeah, it something's right? going on there because yeah. uh what was this john weedy like weedy's car like there was there was the the guy when in 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 the fucking uh uh letter right that the cops got it, he references john weedy's uh son of sam sam car had a uh, a dog mm-hmm. uh, i'm sorry uh what's his name the, the the father, the car father. Yeah, <laughs> the car the father. Car father. <laughs> the car father. <laughs> he had a dog named Sam, whatever. Um, Who was never questioned, which yeah, I was, think is the oversight. That's uh, the, that's where it goes into Gotham PD territory, yeah. where like the cops are just like meh, hearsay. It's like no, that that's that's a solid lead, right there. I was talking about the dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> A little levity. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> yeah, they should have questioned the dog. <laughs> Just tell us you did it. Rumors <laughs> him. Kibbles and bits and bits and bits. Bacon, 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 bacon. Um, oh God. It's just like even like, I mean, the media stuff too. Like you know, like at that point, it's like all right, evil Satanism. These they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh man, that's basically like the video the game, the violent video game. I was just about to <laughs> okay. say that. Right. Had, the they, had they had they had they had video shit. games at the time, they would have put it in the mix as well. It's just like that fucking Pac Man, you know. <laughs> if heavy metal was, you know, early before it, the like early eighties, so the ghost there was. You know, Slayer to get on or whatever. Like, yeah, hey, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Listen to heavy metal. Mm. They were playing like Deep Purple and like Donovan or whatever, yeah. or disco, <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> like, disco, disco. No, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Donna Summer is part of the Final Order. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> no disrespect to any of the uh, players. No, no, uh, of course not. They were just being fucking kids. childish. <laughs> Silly. Um, 
know, this is this is real shit. Uh, no, but with regards to uh, the the car, the, the the you know the two cars, mm-hmm. <laughs> John well, John Carr and Michael Carr, I think uh, they were Michael sure. Carr, the car father, Michael <laughs> Michael the Carly car they, what I'm trying to say is that they were definitely involved, right? Uh-huh. Like, um, there was a son who blew his brains out in North Dakota? Uh, or was it South Dakota? Well. In the Midwest somewhere. Yeah. yeah I mean, the one it. that happened back in the day. Not, not, not the last scene when that guy blows, kills himself. No, that, was, that, wasn't even, that wasn't even one of the cars. That was, uh, that was um, the, he, the when security guard. The security guard in the first first. The 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 quote unquote uh, first murder yeah that happened somewhere in the Midwest where like you know some lady yeah. was uh, was trailed uh, her name was Arliss Perry she was trailed into a church uh, she was brutally murdered and then yeah. uh, then uh, uh, you know uh, what was it that Berkowitz did he wrote her name in a Bible and then gave it to Maury Terry, right? Holy shit. He he gave that he gave a big clue. He was just like Arliss Perry. This and this, this was basically hinted that this was the first unofficial son of Sam murder uh, by the sons of Sam. So, uh, and that's where he where where uh, Maury Terry came up with the theory. He was like, it's a security guard. Mm. They, he's associated with the with the uh, Process Church and this and that. And then at the tail end, by the way, that blew me away. That, mm. I was just like, holy shit, Maury <laughs> Terry was right. Mm. Well, how, how, like, what if he was right about everything else, you know? Mm. Uh, the, 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 the rich guy in the Hamptons, you know, the, 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 the producer of the movie The Cotton Club, this and that. It's just <laughs> like so much yeah, yeah. shit was like, dude, the 70s were insane. Yes. Um, yes, they were. Lots of cooking. Yeah, I was like, fuck, man. Uh, Studio but, 54, me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we used uh, to pump cocaine into the, into the, uh, the AC system, the HVAC system. There was one person in the documentary who was just like, a lot of people like to point to Studio 54 as yeah, being like every a wild bar. and crazy place. It's like, that was every club back <laughs> yeah. in the day. It's like, it's like, if you had cocaine, people wanted to know you back in the day. <laughs> fuck, dude. Um, and that shit, like, uh, these kinds of, uh, killings and, and it's not to be like, I want I'm glorifying the concept of the serial killer, but these kinds of killings can't, you can't get away with this kind of shit now. Oh, you because, can't do it now. No, yeah, it's over. Of course. Yeah. yeah. The, the time of that is over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like thank goodness. Yeah. Thank God. But it's been replaced by fucking mass shootings. Right. Right. I mean, it did. <sighs> Methodical, methodical chaos is no longer possible. Now it's just uh, anarchy, like random acts of violence. Random acts of. I mean, I guess they're still premeditated, though, right? In a sense. Yeah, they are. You know, they are. Um, And I think there's there's because of the looseness of our laws and the anonymity that the internet allows. If you're if you're even dumb enough to try to telegraph your movements on the internet. But yeah. because you can be so anonymous, it makes it so much harder to pinpoint that before the moment where it actually happens. Um, yeah. So it, we, we, it's almost like we traded one for another. Oh, God. That's 
I, I feel like that's just the because uh, documentaries like this make me think about the decay of our psyche as a society mm. because it's like it was bad then where like uh, in the in the so-called you know innocent times past the the hippie era of the 60s where it would start everything would start to corrupt you know where america lost its innocence after the vietnam war mm. not even before and, that uh, but what? Yeah, it did before that. It dropped a couple of bombs yeah, at Hiroshima. But, exactly. <laughs> but I'm talking about like in in the wide in the wider like the pop spectrum of things where it's like people are just like, oh, America lost its innocence, and you know, in the '60s, oh, in the '70s, uh, after the Vietnam War. But it, it it's so it, to me, documentaries like this are, are kind of just show how evil like this evolves into other shapes and forms and then it it just takes root and it stays there like the the whole police system back then is just like uh it, to me it seems broken back then because the cops are just like we caught him no follow-up you know uh, according and and i might be biased but <laughs> fuck the cops uh, but uh, <laughs> but the the police system is just like they, they washed her it seemed like they washed their hands of it and um, and even there were there. Uh, uh, Maury Terry had a had a nemesis that that uh, police oh, sergeant Coffee, who <laughs> who called in and was just basically like, "You don't know shit. Fuck you. Blue Lives Matter." You know, and, uh, <laughs> it was Blue Lives Matter before Blue Lives Matter. Right? <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, but but uh, uh, you know, it, it's 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 New York is fucking. Crazy in the seventies, like, right? Seventies and eighties, and then somewhere somebody came in. It's still cra- it's still fucked up now. It's still fucked up now. Is it's what still I'm trying fucked to say. up now, but we it's have we have a veneer of like sanitation yeah. to make it look like shiny. It's like oh, go to Times Square, M and M store, da da da. But back in the seventies, eighties, like it was just grime. Yeah, like, you couldn't walk anywhere without. It's just like oh, there's always it. there's always like this layer of you know soot, you yeah. know. Like fucking yeah, like Jamie just said, taxi driver, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's basically yeah how how it was because I feel like Martin Scorsese just walked around and he was just like, yeah, all these poor these, these awful porno theaters and <laughs> and you know crime. Well, just, that's the other thing too. Like, there's no, I mean, I guess there's still, but there's not as many porno theaters around out no. in the, out in the open. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, the like open. the internet, yeah. that, the internet kind of yeah. did away with with porno well, that, theaters. That changes the area, like you know, if you have a four blocks of. Uh, Porn shops that are not there anymore. It's different now. It's just a bagel store, you know. Right. Oh God. <laughs> they, but you know, they push those elements all the way out into yeah. the outskirts because I, I li- where I live, if you walk along Third Avenue, well, you go to Second Avenue over there yeah, you'll, under the you'll, highway. Then you're it's, it's just 1970 again. It's just a, exactly. It's just adults. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm thinking, who goes here? Like, there's the internet. Like, who goes here? Fucking serial killers. Um, serial All killers. Right. And like, well, and and people are who are are um, really into physical media. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Physical media. So so it's more of yeah, yeah. so it's more of an artisanal thing at this point. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like the finest VHSs. Yeah. Or like, hey, it, you know, do you want to watch this? Uh, you know, uh, Debbie Does Dallas on Blu-ray. You know, this 4K restoration. I'm like, it's on the Criterion channel, you know? You can really see the veins. Yeah. 
the special behind the behind the scenes are like fantastic. <laughs> you really get into the making of like the backup ball shot and how the that that came about. Be sure to turn on the director commentary. It's just like yeah. So this scene, she's sucking him off, <laughs> and uh, she's playing with his balls. And this next scene, she's getting it from two guys. Yeah, yeah. This was a good day. Are we done? No. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, money shot. Right. <laughs> I nobody knows this, but I was the uh, pioneer of the back of bull shot, the bob shot. <laughs> um, I was like the bob the, shot, the, the gift that keeps on giving. That that you know that's an actual term. Which one? The back of ball shot. Is it really? Oh. Well, every industry has its nomenclature, so yeah. whatever. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm. It's also the chicken hawk, <laughs> <laughs> crossface chicken wing. <laughs> uh, we got to We got a cap. Is that, is that what's going on in the uh, on the highway where you live? <laughs> it it's it's just weird. It's just whenever I walk by these shops, I'm just like. Man, they they survived the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> still there. Fucking talk about job security. Yeah, but it changes quick. Like, you're, but you're near third, right? So I'm near third. Yeah. So whenever I you're walk going along towards third like Avenue, first, and then you go down, it's just like gets. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know where to go, Jamie. <laughs> um. Back up, bullshit. <laughs> so from from all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> at oh, okay. The, at our, sorry, uh, we didn't get the chance to wrap up. <laughs> Dude, watch, watch the like, guys, uh, listeners, watch the the Sons of Sam. It's a really a good documentary, um, and uh, yeah, we highly recommend it. Uh, and yeah, uh, from both of us, from all of us here, uh, I'm Pablo Morales Martinez, and I'm Ernesto Mancibo with special guest Jamie Verrami. And uh, yeah, that about wraps it up. So uh, while you're out there, try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week.